We've had a lot of discussion on the night shift about vaping. I know that a lot of you are concerned about our kids taking up what can be a, a pretty serious habit. And there's new research from the Cancer Council in Victoria. And the survey results show almost nine out of 10 Australians actually want tougher regulation on vaping and vaping products. The research from the Council's Centre of Behavioural Research in Cancer shows Australians are pretty bloody concerned about this issue. We've spoken to our independent doctor, Dr. Philip Norrie, who believes that vaping is just another way that the tobacco companies can insidiously get nicotine into our systems because the sale of cigarettes is waning because of the price, because of the bans, and hopefully because of education. But how does vaping and vaping uh, either an oil into your lungs or indeed channeling nicotine into your system through a vaping product pass the TGA? You've got to ask yourself these questions. And because a lot of these, these oils that go into vapes are fruity, there's cherry, there's fruit loop, there's um, all, all sorts of flavors that would pass on the indication that they're targeting children, especially when the tobacconists are selling cheap chips and lollies and, and Red Bull and other soft drinks, but they're also providing vapes. I thought we'd talk to the manager of the tobacco unit with the Cancer Council of New South Wales, but nationally known as the chair of the Tobacco Issues Committee. Her name is Alicia Brooks. And she's on the phone right now. Alicia, welcome to the Night Shift Around Australia. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Yeah, a lot of listeners are concerned, and I've just mentioned that in my introduction, that vapes are targeting, and the sellers and the vendors are, are targeting people under the age of 18. Is that the impression you're getting? Definitely, that's the impression that we're getting through our research. And I think you're right. E-cigarette use has the significant potential to sabotage decades of our world-leading successful tobacco control programs in Australia. As people um, aged 18 to 24 who try e-cigarettes are now found to be three times as likely to then go on to take up smoking. There you are. Now, I was always under the impression, Alicia, that people took up vapes to get off cigarettes, that they thought it was a healthier alternative. You're still you know, drawing what appears to be smoke or a substance into your lungs, and it takes away the, the uh, addictive habit of doing that with cigarettes. But also, um, if you have nicotine going into your system, they would say, well, it's a bit like having a nicotine patch on your arm, except I'm also experiencing the smoking experience. Yes, that's correct. Look, um, research shows that e-cigarettes are harmful and addictive, though. So these products are definitely not safe. But nicotine, as we, as most people know, is a scheduled poison. And in line with Australian laws, they should only be available to adults with a prescription and under the supervision of their doctor. Okay. So can you explain exactly what the vapes are? Because I'm hearing from people that there are NVPs. Um, nicotine vaping products that some have nicotine and some actually don't. Can you take me through it and educate me? Yeah, not a problem at all. You're right. There are non-nicotine vapes and nicotine-containing vapes. The issue that we are seeing, though, is that for many of the non-nicotine vapes or the products that claim to be nicotine-free, actually, when they're tested in a laboratory environment, they are shown to contain nicotine. And this is the problem oh, that we really? have 
with our existing laws because you, your corner shops, your as you spoke to, you know, your, your everyday retailers um, can provide non-nicotine vapes as a product as long as they, in every state or territory, follow the rules around those products for sale. Now, obviously, if they say or they claim to be nicotine-free, it makes it really difficult for consumers to understand this product. And it also means that those people that are searching or seizing those illegal products that contain nicotine have an impossible job to do in stemming that flood of the product on the market. So, so you're saying that even the vapes that claim to be nicotine-free are not? Many of them do contain. So not all contain, but many of them do. And this is the issue. So if it is so hard for us to tell that it contains nicotine, then it needs to be actually tested in a laboratory. We can't have this as a consumer product. It should only be available as a product through the doctor and through a prescription model. And now if you do have a vape, I'm going to get to, to nicotine vapes in a sec, but if you do participate with the non-nicotine vapes, and you've convinced yourself it's better for you than smoking cigarettes. What are you actually breathing in? What's what's actually going into your lungs? Well, there's a combination, and this is another issue that we have around these products. Every single product is different, and so um, we don't know the exact chemicals. At the moment, of the tests that we have done, there's been over 300 chemicals found to be in these products. Now, 80% of those chemicals, we actually don't know the toxicity of those chemicals and what it could do to your lungs. So we're saying maybe it's safer. And I know that the Australian public don't want to take a guess or a gamble on a maybe. So let's not allow these products to be sold as a consumer product when we're not certain on their safety around how they'll actually affect us, especially in the long term. Yeah, so it's too early to know what the long-term health effects are going to be on your lungs by you know, breathing in these oils. Yes, that's exactly. So we don't know. So we don't know. All right. No, no. E-cigarettes in general, we know that they are not safe. And whilst we don't know all the potential long-term long-term harms, we do know that there's conclusive evidence around addiction, poisoning, seizures, burns, and even lung injury. Okay. Let's look at nicotine vapes now. Um, these are vapes where what you... you your doctor prescribes the nicotine. Is how, how do you how do you uh, how do you get hold of one of these vapes that's got nicotine in it? So those people that want to look at using vapes as a smoking cessation tool, they firstly need to be aware that there are many other safe and effective and proven ways of quitting smoking that they can take up that have all gone through TGA regulatory approvals and have gone through, you know, random control trials, they're all safe and effective. So the first thing for those individuals who are thinking about quitting smoking to do is to talk to their doctor or ring the quit line and get that health advice. Okay. Now, if vapes are something that they consider, they can speak to their doctor about that and their doctor can prescribe them a vape and explain to them how that vape can be used. But this should be the last line of a quitting cessation tool after all the other proven and safe measures have been used first. Okay. Is it better to vape than to smoke cigarettes? You know, that's the big question. And, and cigarettes are, I, I think, 50 bucks a packet now. I mean, if, if, the, if people are still smoking cigarettes... It's got to be, the only reason it's got to be because they're highly addicted to them. They're a bastard of a thing to give away, and you would not, you'd be aware of that. So the, the cost 
isn't preventing people who are dead set smokers. Is it better to be vaping than to be sucking in tobacco from a cigarette? The best thing that somebody can do for their lung health, if they're truly concerned about their lung health, is to breathe in fresh air. Okay, but that's easy for you to say, Alicia. You're not addicted to cigarettes. People who are addicted to cigarettes are hearing that. They've heard it all their lives. The warnings are on the packets. The messages are out there everywhere. If they're going to continue to smoke cigarettes, all that stuff you're saying is going in one ear and out the other. So the best thing that those individuals can do is to speak to their doctor because we know that even vapes, the best advice is to still work with a medical professional around quitting to get that one-on-one support. They can monitor them for their health, any health effects that may come through vaping as well. And also importantly, they make sure that they quit because we do know that a lot of people that use vapes to quit smoking end up vaping for a very long time and end up taking back up smoking again as well as a part of that. So that's the last thing that we want to see. So the best thing that they can do if they want to quit using cigarettes, using vapes, is to do that but under the supervision of a doctor. Okay, look, just very quickly, I'm talking with Alicia Brooks, who is uh, with the Cancer Council. She's the chair of the Tobacco Issues Committee. Interesting observation, Alicia. Uh, My daughter had her engagement party at our house about five or six weeks ago. Uh, the average age was 28, 29. Everybody was vaping. And being the inquisitive person that I am, I asked a lot of questions. Not one of them was vaping to get off cigarettes. They'd gone straight to vaping. I, I, to this day, can't understand it. I know, and that's what's increasingly problematic about this issue. The largest group of users are actually non-smokers. And this is a generation, you're right, that grew up watching tobacco campaigns on TV. They said that they would never smoke at all. So why those people, one, why do they have access to these products in the first place? And two, why are they continuing to use them? And I think a lot of the information that we're seeing through our studies around work with 14 to 24 years of age um, individuals is because it's available and it's easily available. So that sends a signal that potentially these products are safer than people. But what I don't understand, I understand people vaping if they're trying to get off cigarettes. I, I get that. I don't understand young Australians going straight on to vapes when they've never smoked in their lives. Yeah, and I think when you look at that, it comes down to the fact that these products are manufactured in a way that is colourful, it's fruity, it's easy, it's cheap, it's accessible. It's all of those things that drive it as a consumer product for young people, and that's the last thing that these products should be. I mean, to me, it's like someone saying, I'm going straight on to methadone. I've never used heroin before, but I'm going on to methadone. Maybe that's a bad analogy, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yes, well, and you would never expect to go to your corner store and purchase that either, would you? You'd expect to work through that process with a doctor or a healthcare it's got professional. Me, it's got me scratching my head, this whole vape thing. It really has. Uh, Alicia, I hope that you and I can talk again in the future. You look, thank you for talking to us this morning. It's a real, it's a real issue, and uh, I'm, I'm sure that you and I will converse again, hey? Sounds fantastic. I'd love to speak to you. Yeah, Alicia Brooks, manager of the Tobacco Unit with the Cancer Council of New South Wales, but she's the chair of the Tobacco Issues Committee. Uh, it's, It's fascinating stuff, isn't it? The Night Shift on Triple M.